Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello Australia, welcome to My Millennial Money, Glenn James here and today on the podcast I am talking to you to mainly encourage you around saving money as fast as you can. I know there are a lot of people who are new to the personal finance world and really wanting to dial in on their money and the best way that we can get encouragement is to start seeing money saved as soon as possible. This episode is also brought to you by my new book, Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested. And to be honest, a lot of these tips, they're not really covered in the book because the book's kind of, you know, we do cover some basic uh, money management and the Glenn James spending plan in the book in some detail, but it really is that intermediate level. So be encouraged with this episode and I thank you for your support and thank you for those who have already purchased the book and uh, purchased the book as a gift for a friend or loved one. So let's have a chat about ways to save money as fast as possible. So while you listen to my points, and there is over 30 of these points, I want you to have a think about ways that you can save money. Now, I basically just thought, I want to do an episode about saving money, and I want to encourage people. So I literally just did a huge brain dump, and I would encourage you as well, like, can you get a pen and paper and do a brain dump and think of all the ways that you can save money in your own world? Because the ways and the ideas that I've written down here will be completely different uh, to what you might write down. And that's awesome because this episode is to get your mind on the topic of saving money. So, my challenge is, what can you think of while you hear my points and see if you can really apply them to your life as soon as possible? My list is broken up into three categories. The first one is budget. So, we've all got income, we've all got expenses. So, the first list is about really optimizing the budget. The second uh, category is practical. How do we really get practical? What are some practical things that we can do? And the third category, and it's really is a big deal. And I've got a whole chapter dedicated to this in the book, but it is on mindset and our money mindset. And I know once I had my mind engaged, once I had my mind dialed in, and it took a while, but once I kind of got there and the penny dropped, uh, things really started to change in my life. So, let's start in the budget category. The first one is always look for trade-offs. What do I mean by trade-offs? Well, I believe, well, I believe we can't have it all. So, we actually have to make a trade-off decision and this can make it easier when you are trying to minimize expenses on your budget and a trade-off that's like what I like to call low-hanging fruit, it might be you're at the supermarket and you go, look, I really don't care about, I don't know, cleaning products. 
So I'm just going to buy the cheap brand. I'm going to just buy vinegar and bicarb soda. I'm going to make my own because I really don't care about that stuff. But I will trade that off with some name brand hand soap because I like the name brand hand soap. It's more. So I've got that trade off there. So my challenge is in all your budget category items, particularly around shopping, can you make a trade off? Can you decide, look, I can really get granular here and start to save money line by line. The second way to really save money and and again, these are in no particular order. It was literally my brain dump. There, the only order is the the three categories. Is to press pause on some luxuries or cut them out completely. You know the thing that you splurge on. You know the luxuries that you spend money on that other people don't. And I'm not here to tell you to spend money or not to spend money. I'm just really encouraging you to do an autopsy of your spending and actually see if there are things that are luxuries that you can go without for a period of time while you start to really save some money or implement a a new type of you that, well, this luxury, I was doing this, but I really want to save for my home deposit. So I'm actually going to sacrifice that and cut it out for at least six months and then I'll come up for air. And and these kind of um, things that I'm talking about, some of them are going to speak to you, some of them aren't. Uh, but I believe the more of these things, of the 31 uh, things that I've got written down, that you kind of work together, the more you'll save money as soon as possible. That's just my my view on it. Get micro on your grocery shopping. So kind of like that trade-off, you really need to watch what you're spending. You need to set a clear and hard budget. And if that means doing click and collect, I think that's the best thing with grocery shopping, particularly if you are really looking to save money. You might say, well, I've got $200 a week or I've got $60 a week or $300 a week or $80 a week, whatever your weekly grocery bill is, because I don't know if you've got a family or if it's just you, stick to it. And if it means click and collect, you can add everything into your cart and go, okay, I'm done. Then you can go, okay, well, I don't want to spend more than $90. Oh, interesting. I've got the um, the cashew nuts here. Yeah, they're like $17 a... Yeah, I'm going to actually swap that out uh, and put chickpeas in my stir fry instead of the cashew nuts. And you can start to see how all this kind of stuff works together. So you're trading off, you've got a bit of a luxury of a cashew nut and you're getting ultra micro on your budget and you're using click and collect. If you don't like using click and collect... What I've done many times in the grocery store, I've put my phone on flight mode, got the calculator up. Every time a flipping item went into my trolley, I'd put the number into the calculator and go, all right, I'm at my $110 or whatever that I was spending for that session. Well, I need to shave some money off. And then it was just a matter of, okay, looking at my trolley, hmm, do I really need another tub of Ben and Jerry's this week? No, I don't. So I'm going to take that out of my trolley, save my $13 or however much they are, and then you know, it's happy day. So you've got to try and look at getting ultra micro on your groceries because the groceries and the food stuff, they are huge killers with saving money. Once you've got your spending plan or budgeting system really in place, you need to have a look at all your bills. So your insurances uh, and insurances are really the main things, but uh, what else are there? Uh, Insurance, Probably insurance is the main thing or anything that you pay monthly 
can you call them and say, how much is it to pay yearly? Because I know with my income insurance, for example, if I pay monthly, they charge an extra eight to 10%. So can you look at changing some of your bills to yearly payments? But kind of this type of stuff are kind of will be that, oh, you've got to, you know, get a bit of a system in place going. You've got to get your your vibe on. You've got to get your rhythm. You've got to just really get in that rhythm. And it might be, look, I'm just going to make the call when my bill comes up for renewal uh, at that 12th month mark. I'll then ask if I can pay it yearly and save some money. Uh, for me, my Bupa health insurance, they don't charge you any more or any less for paying monthly or yearly. So I literally just leave it on monthly. I'm like, oh, I'll just cash flow it. I'll leave the bulk of my money in the offset account. Uh, another easy one, can you do some type of streaming service trade or share just so you don't have 15 streaming services? I would also encourage you to have a strict schedule on reviewing your personal finances. Even that is once a month or once a fortnight, whatever that is. And it doesn't, and this is what I kind of say, it doesn't have to be this, you know, hour long ordeal But I mean, for me, probably once a month, I open my offset account, which is my cash hub, uh, because I use the Glen James spending plan myself. And I'll I'll just scroll through and just double check that there's no surprises that have come out of there. I might open my spreadsheet and just run my eyes over it. Um, I update my annual bills or my monthly amounts each time they come in. So if I've just got to pay my rates again, and it's the yearly uh, rates notice thing, Every 12 months, I'll just update that and adjust. So it, it doesn't have to be like this ordeal, but even if it's once a month, just open your bank accounts, have a scroll through, make sure there's nothing that's jumping out. Because what I found is, and I've said this a million times, I've gone through stages and I think, to be honest, I think I'm paying for Amazon Prime again. And I didn't even mean to. And because it's, I don't know, is it you or is it me? Like you just get so confused, like... So there was one so I was like paying two Amazon Primes out of different accounts. So this stuff just creeps up on you. So you've really got to get um, micro on your budget. So when you are reviewing your budget, and I don't, don't even know what point I'm up to, I want you to go and and do an autopsy of the, the last month and look for key categories that are chunky. And let's face it, there's going to be fuel, food, going out, like entertainment, like they're the big ones. So, you know, can you have a look at say, okay, I've spent, oh, I've spent $12 a day at cafes every day for the last four months or whatever that is. Can you then swing back around and look at the trade-off and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy more groceries and particularly those who have been locked down, uh, who aren't going to the office you know, you, you guys are saving a lot of money because it's not getting eaten. Your money is not getting eaten. Can you go and say, look, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm just making lunch. I'm not buying it. And you'll just be so surprised. Like we hear stories all the time of people just like you who have sacrificed, saved a heap of money, then went on to invest, then went on to uh, buy their first home, then went on to buy their first investment property. You can actually do it. I would set a clear threshold for overspending. I use the 1% rule uh, and it doesn't have to be the 1% rule. uh, And that is you do not spend more than 1% of your net take home income uh, unless you've slept on it. Practical loose example could be you earn $80,000 a year. 
your net take-home income is $60,000. 1% of $60,000 is $600. So you're not spending more than $600 without sleeping on it. Now, that's a lot of money and it might not be for everybody, but can you just set a $100 threshold or a $70 or a $150 threshold? Can you make the rule in your life that I don't spend more than $100 on one item or one shopping outing that's ad hoc or I go to Bunnings and I've, you know, I've got my cart full of everything. I've got a uh, uh, hundred pack of batteries that I didn't need, but they were in the front tub and I've got a new power board and I've got a new watering can. Hang on, this is $180 here. What the hell am I doing? Uh, no, I'm going to put it all back because I don't spend more than $100 and I do actually need a new watering can. I don't need a hundred AA batteries. So I'm, I'm going to put them back. So these thresholds in your life will really help you. I want you to become the coupon king or queen. So when you are doing stuff online, uh, look for the coupons. You know, you've got shop back, you've got raise rewards, you've got honey, you've got cash back, you've got all that stuff. Use it. It's free money. Leave things in your cart overnight. This is an easy one, but you've got to make sure you're logged into the website so they know what your email address is. And have a look, and we'll put some things in the show notes. Uh, but JP in the team, she did this blog post of 100 birthday freebies and literally 100 different coupons uh, that different companies have for your birthday. So you've just got to put the hustle on. And all this th- kind of stuff, like, so for me, um, the 100 birthday freebies, I don't really care if I'm being honest. Like, I can't be bothered signing up. They got my email address and all that because I'm not like I just I'm at a different stage. I don't need to save the five dollars. But if you're starting your money journey, if you've just got your job or you've just got a um, you're trying to keep your head above water. Well, this is for you. How can you be the, the freebie king or queen? How can you be the coupon queen? How can you uh, when you want to buy some clothes, do an Instagram search for influencer hashtags like You've just got to, you've just got to nail it. Similar to the trade-offs, you've got to make sure that you have stuff that you don't actually care about and the non-negotiables. An example of this could be, uh, I use the example when you're expecting your first child, you know, it's an unknown amount of money. Uh, It could be that, look, we're going to get a secondhand cot. We're going to get a secondhand change table because we don't really care, it's superficial, but a non-negotiable is a really good pram because I wanna run, I wanna jog with the pram. So that there is a really good example that that's a non-negotiable. So what's a non-negotiable in your world? For me, like with my furniture around the house, like I've said this for years, I've still got this old secondhand table that I got from an old client uh, and there's still like glitter and nail polish on it from his daughter's like, like, I, but I just don't care. It kind of fits in with the vibe. If I have people come over, I just throw a, uh, a tablecloth on it. Like, I don't really care about that, but I've got a good lounge because I care about that. So we've all got to have trade-offs and the more um, trade-offs and the more stuff that you don't care about and the more you identify your non-negotiables because by having the non-negotiables, I really think it's helpful that it can still give us the joy in our lives and for me, like another non-negotiable would be, I'm not buying cold or worse flavor ice cream because I like Ben and Jerry's or Connoisseur. Like that's as simple as that people. 
but that's just me. Other people don't care for their ice cream. So start to think what's in your life that you can start to make some trade-offs of uh, to really maximize uh, the leanness of your budget, but also still having a bit of joy and pleasure in your life because we can't all just be not having any fun with life. You've got to be having fun, but I think you can still save money and do all these things and still have a, a decent life. I want you to look for some environmental hacks. One, it's good and there's so much bloody plastic in everything and it really annoys me. But what environmental hacks can you do? Uh, we'll put a link in the show note. I did a whole episode with Azaria Bell from our podcast, Gen Z Money, um, on environmental hacks around the home. So, you know, a lot of that stuff can save you money. It's not going to be the wholesale saving $50 a week by having a, a bucket in the shower. Uh, you really won't get those wholesale huge costs like that. But it all adds up and it's good for the environment. So you've just got to do what you can do. Um, and finally, this is, it might not be you right now, but I believe one way to save money is to buy once, buy right. And by that, just don't buy crap. And on that, let's keep away from fast fashion. Can you go two months without buying new clothes? And if you do have to buy new clothes, can you go to Vinnie's? Like, what can you do? And, and that's a, actually, that's a really good example. For me, a trade-off in my life is I buy new clothes, but I buy, you know, not fast fashion stuff. Like I buy quality. I, I, I just don't get the whole Vinnie's thing. Like I don't want to buy secondhand old clothes. That's just me. But, you know, by not buying some nice furniture, that's my trade-off. Um, so it's just whatever, um, whatever way works for you. And I hope, you know, that pretty much concludes kind of the budgety section. I hope that's just encouraged you with, um, with your thought process. I hope it's encouraged you to think of things that you can do to review your budget. And I guarantee if you pay a bit of attention to your budget, you'll be easy, 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 easily be able to save money. Easy. Okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with some practical things and then finish on mindset. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Okay, practical things. The first things that we must do uh, to save money as fast as possible is to get out of debt as fast as possible. So you've got to get out of your consumer debt. Your consumer debt is, you know, your personal loans, your afterpay, your zip pay, your credit card debt, like anything that you've used, borrowed money for to consume an item, either wear it, use it, eat it, drive it, whatever that is, You've got to get out of consumer debt first. So some of this stuff, while you implement, you are going to throw that to debt reduction first. And in fact, we'll put a link in the show notes. If you want a, uh, a free uh, sample chapter of the book, uh, you can download that. And it's chapter one, which is uh, debt and how to get out of it. And it's one of the biggest chapters in the book. So you can certainly read through that. And if you think that you like that chapter and the content that's in there, well, the rest of the book won't disappoint you. So, um, yeah, I forgot about mentioning that. I want you to then, once you're out of consumer debt, carve off your emergency fund. So I want you to get three months worth of 
living expenses saved. And that's going to be some of the hardest savings you're ever going to do because there's no real pleasure attached to the end of that. Uh, but, you know, there's episodes on emergency fund. If you just Google My Millennial Money Express emergency fund, not like I've done so many episodes on emergency funds. Okay, let's get more practical. Get an accountability or savings buddy. Don't do this alone. You've got money goals, they've got money goals, and someone who gets you and is on the same page as you, and they could be saving for a new house where you could be saving for uh, two years around the world once the borders open. It doesn't matter, and it really doesn't matter what the income is. It's just the intent that, and you really don't have to mention the amounts, but you could just be like, look, I need to save X amount, you need to save an amount. Hey, can we just check in weekly or anytime we have a win, like, um, you know, we've sold something on on Gumtree and actually haven't written that down. So I'll add that there. I want you to sell everything that's laying around your house that you haven't used for 18 months and put that into your savings account, put that to paying down debt, put that into your emergency fund. Like we have so much stuff laying around our house, but it's not worth doing this big sell and big sell down to get this big juicy lump of money just to spend. It needs to go to use. So tell your accountability buddy, like, Hey, I've uh, I've just sold a heap of crap on Gumtree. And I don't know if people do garage sales still, but can you talk to some friends and do a joint garage sale? I don't know. Just got to get creative. And the more that you do, the more money you'll be able to generate and save. So certainly don't do it alone. Here's one here, flip interval training. So with interval training, you might do a, you know, a two minute jog, then a one minute walk, and then a one minute sprint, and then you might walk. So it's in intervals. So just to keep you encouraged with your savings, can you flip the interval training and be like, right, I'm going four weeks straight of like hardcore not eating out, hardcore not buying anything new, hardcore foot to the floor, saving, saving, saving. Four weeks, just smash that out. Then maybe for the next week, breathe. Just walk for the next week. And then, all right, got that out of my system. All right, we're going back in for another two weeks. Doing two weeks solid. I'm just, bam, I'm having just rice for dinner every night with some nice sauce. I don't know. But how can you flip that interval training to really get the most bang for your buck? And again, that's not going to work for some people. It might for others. You might decide you will have on and off weeks. You might just be like, all right, for the next week, I'm living like I've got no money. I'm just saving as much as I can. I'm not going out. And then the next week is my on week. I don't know. Just work out something to flip that uh, style. I want you to gamify or gamify your savings or investing. Make it fun when you reach amounts. Like that's how we get sucked into so much stuff. It's just gamified or gamified. I don't even know how to say it. But how can you turn your savings and investing into something that's fun, something that you like to do, something that you like to see increase. Another big one is go a little bit public and you don't have to, um, and there's a lot of you that do this uh, with your Instagram accounts and you're like, this is my uh, savings account on Instagram and this is my journey to debt-free. This is my journey to uh, my first home. So whatever that is, can you go go public and be like, hey everyone, just just putting it out there into the world. I'm planning to save for a home deposit. I'm going to put a post up every month to tell you um, the percentage that I'm there or uh, 
just, I don't know, just make it a bit of public accountability. Can you layer your activities? So can you walk a dog for money? So you, you want to get exercise. So, all right, hey everyone, I do dog walking now. So can you go, I'm going to get exercise, going to walk the dog, whatever that is. Can you uh, read a book instead of going out? So we want to do some entertainment. So it could be, um, all right, I'm only going to go out one night over a weekend and that's going to be Saturday night. So Friday night, I will just stay at home and read or watch something like we know we want to do entertainment, but can we layer that so it is entertainment and it is saving money or making money? Another practical thing you can do uh, once you get to your emergency fund, review your car, your um, home and contents, your health fund, all your insurances, and can you increase the, uh, the excess? Because if you increase the excess, the premium will come down. And also with your uh, income insurance, can you, uh, once you have your fully funded emergency fund, instead of having a 30-day waiting period, speak with your advisor and move it to a 90-day waiting period, which will reduce the premium. And finally, can you self-insure some items? So can we say, well, I've got phone insurance or I've got pet insurance. Can you say, well, I've got a fully funded emergency fund of three months worth of expenses or I'll make a number up, $15,000 or $10,000 or $8,000. I've got that fund there. I'm going to actually not pay the pet insurance um, company $80 a, a week. I'm going to self-insure that. So if something happens with Pooch, I've taken that risk on myself and I'll just pay the $6,000 bet bill. My view on pet insurance is whatever. Uh, if you want it, grab it. Uh, but you might want to self-insure. I've had the view in my life. Uh, if I got a pet, um, I wouldn't get pet insurance. I'll just self-insure. So, I mean, they're just some practical ways that you can think of. So, my question to you is, so what can you practically do to start, the mo to, start to move the needle uh, in your life with saving money fast? And finally, the mindset piece, it's such a banger of a section. Absolutely. It all comes down to mindset. Coupled with working hard, generating an income, reviewing our budget, reviewing our light items, our line items, having trade-offs, all that stuff. It, it's just the mindset thing kind of goes over the top of all this stuff. And if we can start to learn and start to practice with our mindset and start to factor in these habits into our life, well, maybe once we've saved our first big bit of money, because I know a lot of you, it is going to be the time that you've saved the most amount of money when you save your emergency fund. I know for a lot of you, once you've paid your debt off, it could be the first time ever that you've had no debt. So how can you, as you kind of start to think of things to do, how can you really get inspired to bake those habits into your life? The first one is have a goal. Always have a goal, no matter how big. I always say have a strategy, no matter how small. We just always need something we're aiming for. Your goal could be, my first goal is to save $1,000. My first goal is to save $500. Whatever that is, how big or how small, have a goal. The second mindset thing, you actually need focus and determination. You need resolve. You need to actually say within your own personal constitution, I've had enough of not being able to save money. I've had enough of just cruising on with life. 
I've had enough of just being not the best version of me. I know I can do better. I will do better. But by reviewing my budget, by getting an accountability partner, I've now got the focus and determination that I need to take my savings up a notch. Another random one, I want you to keep your house and your bedroom clean. This is such a big thing for your own mindset. Now, clutter doesn't mean dirty because I know you might uh, you might have lots of clutter and stuff, but just don't live in filth, all right? Make sure the dishes are cleaned every night. Make sure you don't go weeks on end without doing laundry and then you're just scrambling around and then you're doing, you know, four weeks of laundry at once and it's all overwhelming. Like, try and keep your your space where you live clean. Keep it so you like to be there. I think there's a strong correlation with um, winning in life with having our homes not a freaking mess, not a dump. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're living in a dump now, you know that it's a dump. You know that you can do better, but you're just being lazy. So my encouragement is, how can you start to clean up your house? How can you start to put it into a habit that every Sunday afternoon or whatever that is, I'm just cleaning up, giving a quick vacuum and keeping all the stuff off your bedroom floor because we need to make this stuff habit because if our environment is conducive to us feeling better and not overwhelmed, and I know that a lot of us don't have control over a lot of things, but a lot of us do have control over a lot of things. So just do what you can. Um, Keep your home and your bedroom clean. I want you to set clear milestones and come up to air to celebrate. So if your first goal is to save $1,000, or to save $20,000 or $10,000, wherever you are in this spectrum. And the cool thing is the money amounts, it doesn't matter. We've got listeners out there who might earn nothing. They're on a government benefit. We've got listeners out there who I know earn well over $900,000. I had an email today from somebody. They're a listener of the podcast. Their income is almost a million dollars. So the, the amounts actually don't matter. The concepts matter. You could be the most wealthy person listening and live in filth and it's messy. Well, you're not going to have the results of somebody who's earning 50 grand a year and is living in a nice place. And results, I mean, comparatively, right? Relative to your own percentages. So I, I just think, um, yeah, set milestones. So if you are aiming to save $1,000, Can you say, look, when I get to $700, I'm coming up for air. I'm going to look at my non-negotiable that I really love good quality ice cream and I'm going to go and buy an ice cream or I'm going to go and do X, Y, and Z. So if you're putting $50 a week into your savings and you get to your magical 700 amount, you might say, well, this week I'm going to only put $25 into my savings And I'm going to spend that $25 on something to celebrate. You can't wreck it. You just do it however you want. All I'm saying is the longer the time that we're foot down to the floor, under the pump, the more that you might get burned out and you might get over it. So it's important to come up and celebrate. And that was kind of like that flip the interval training, just so it's not 100% go, 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 go. If you don't want the interval training, 
maybe select a clear milestone to celebrate. The next one, be consistent. Instead of having lumpy mounts going to your savings account and it's all random and weird, can you reshuffle your spending plan? So it's just, look, we're just putting consistent X amount a week into our savings account because I just always want to see it increasing uh, because if you go without time with the amounts not increasing, it's going to be harder to keep encouraged and probably harder to gamify it because there's less uh, or there's more time between um, increments or your money increasing basically. A hard one is uh, to delay pleasure. And you might try this with some milestones and between milestones, but can you go, look, I really want a new X. I really want a new Y, but I honestly can't do that until I've saved my emergency fund. I'm just focusing on delaying pleasure. And if you want to know about sacrifice, go back and have a listen to the episodes we did with the Olympians, Kate Campbell, Brianna Throssell. And, you know, there is this correlation between sacrifice and healing it in life. So how can you delay pleasure? And just finally, to bring it home, maybe it is practicing some mindfulness, which is unplugging from the consumerism society unplugging from the speed of the world, unplugging from social media. What about in your interval training or your interval savings for the two weeks or the one week that your foot's absolutely to the floor? What if you deleted Instagram for those two weeks? Because your whole focus is on you as the whole person. Uh, I am lowering my footprint to exist. I'm not on social. I'm doing some mindfulness or prayer or meditation, whatever your thing is. And I'm just trying to be balanced in every area of my life. Can you turn exercise into an activity? And I know this isn't strictly, um, you know, we'll get money into the bank. But for me, I don't like exercising. I don't know why. But recently I bought some kayaks and I wanted to do something that felt like a bit of an activity. And it's a really bloody decent workout going for an hour kayak. So how can you mix it up and get out there. And because I know for me personally, if Glenn James is the best version of Glenn James, I'm the best version of Glenn James and it's all good. And that means I'm happier. That means I live more in peace. That means uh, I'm more chill. That means I'm more dialed in to be bothered to tweak my budget. That means I'm more dialed in to be bothered to, um, I don't know, increase my excess on my insurance to, to be bothered to do all this stuff because I'm not frantically have 50 plates spinning. So it really is a big one. And I'll finish with two other things. Uh, The last one, be kind to yourself. Like it's okay. Any progress towards your goal or towards your savings account, we here at My Millennial Money, we will celebrate you. I will celebrate you. Send the My Millennial Money Instagram account a message. Say, hey, I'm really pumped with that uh, episode that Glenn did on savings. I'm just saying now I've got $2,000 saved and I'm going to write back by June next year and tell you there's $10,000. But be kind to yourself. If you don't get there, it's all good. I'd rather you have $8,000 saved than nothing. Think about that for a minute. Any progress is better than not being bothered and keeping your house dirty and 
I don't know, just not making any movement. So just really be kind to yourself. And finally, you know, I've had times where I've not been the strongest mentally, which has caused me to spend. Um, I once bought some crap because I was feeling sad. I was depressed. But I went to the GP, I got help and, you know, just all these things kind of come together. So be kind to yourself. And if you think you can't save because you're spending it all because you're depressed or you're anxious and it's the only way that really helps you, speak to your GP, it's okay. If you just did one thing and kept out of consumer debt and didn't save anything, that's better than having debt and no savings. Having no savings and no debt is better than having no savings and debt. So my question to you is, what have you thought of? You might be screaming into the car like, Glenn, you didn't mention this. I'm like, awesome, because that's what you can do. And I've said a lot of crap here. Some of it will resonate, some of it won't. I don't want you to try and do everything at once, but can you do me a favor? And even if you pick one thing out of each category, what if you, uh, in the budget category, went, I'm going to have a look for some environmental hacks around the home. What about you then went in the practical category? I'm going to contact my insurance providers because I've got an emergency fund and I'm going to get some prices on increasing the excess and lowering the insurance. And then finally, I'm going to be a little bit more consistent with my savings. So what can you do? I've just chosen three things. Can you choose one thing? Can you just be like, look, I actually don't have a freaking goal. I'm going to get a goal. Or hang on, my floor drobe's got more clothes than my wardrobe. I'm going to sort that out. I'm going to start to clean my space. I'm going to start to really pay attention to the outward side of my life. So I want you to just be encouraged by this episode. Uh, I've no idea if I've um, added any help in a practical sense. I've had, I've got no idea because I'm literally just sitting here talking to myself and you guys, hello. Um, I don't know if I've helped. I don't know if I've hindered. If you're still listening, I really want to encourage you that you're not doing your money stuff alone. There's a huge Facebook community. There's thousands of people that are cheering you on. You might be in a family in a relationship with somebody who doesn't respect money like you do. That's okay. You're in good company because we respect money too. You might be new to this whole money thing. You might be able to you might not be able to, you know, work out anything yet. That's fine. Just take one step. You've taken the first step by listening to this. So I really want to encourage you and if this has helped you and you think it might help someone else, why not forward it on? And if you are getting some value out of what we do, we would welcome a nice testimony on Apple Podcasts. My team loves reading them and being encouraged. And we just want to really thank you for being part of the My Millennial Money community. So until we meet again, friends, I'm Glenn James. Enjoy. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. 
If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.